Hello and welcome to Studio RC, an encouragement for your recovery and your faith. My name is Max and I am an alcoholic. I'm so raped only by the grace of God and the fellowship of the program as contained in our literature. I'm also a believer and uh, someone who wants to help and encourage you both in your recovery and your faith. So we've started a series called Elements. And so we just, again, this beginning will be the same each time we, we do the series. We're going to do a couple in the beginning, and then we'll add as, go, as we go. And this will be the beginning every time we add a different element. So why is this series called Elements? It's about taking all the various elements of a recovery church service and experience, putting them together, and taking a, well, actually taking them apart looking at each one separately, but rem remembering that each of them work together to help complement and bring about the full recovery church experience. So we're going to, during the, this series, we're going to look at various uh, areas of nuts and bolts, um, sort of the, uh, the different elements that could help you in regards to understanding what Recovery Church is, and how we do things. This is going to be an encouragement to help you uh, in the various elements as you put together your Recovery Church service and you put together your team and as you even uh, you're putting together your planning topics and, and all the various elements of your Recovery Church team movement service. And so we're going to take a look at things and try to help you. Um, if you don't already know them, if you do help uh, fine tune them a little bit and encourage them in, in, uh, in a way that helps you going forward. So with that in mind, keep in mind, just as Paul said, we need each part of the body. Recovery Church needs each and every element that you're your particular location already has. God has provided you with the elements that you need. And uh, here are some, there'll be some solutions here for maybe some of the areas that you don't have or that you struggle in. So sit back, enjoy, and we're going to enter into another episode of Elements. On this episode of the series Elements, we are going to focus on the tension. And the tension is between uh, what sometimes we refer to as church and state. The tension between uh, AA and church and the need for the tension of both uh, in your recovery church team and in your services. We're going to look at the focus of recovery church as well as how we live out unity and what that looks like uh, for um, one of the most important elements in Recovery Church. So what is the focus of Recovery Church? It's important to keep this in mind. All are welcome to be a part of our gatherings, but unless addiction to alcohol and drugs is kept relentlessly in the foreground, other, other issues will really usurp the group's focus, will we'll fo we'll change our focus. Recovery Church must keep our primary focus on helping the addict and the alcoholic find Jesus and recovery. That's, that is our goal at Recovery Church. And although the principles uh, will help other people, much like the 12 steps will help other people, 
in AA or NA, they have a singleness of purpose. We at Recovery Church also have a singleness of purpose, and we want to keep that singleness of purpose in mind. Um, the truth is, part of why we have Recovery Church is we were tired of people not only succumbing to, to addiction issues, but more importantly, we're tired of people dying because of addiction, specifically drug and alcohol addiction. Um, the statistics say today, there's a if you had a child today under the age of, I believe it's 50, there's a greater chance that this child would die from a drug OD than a car crash. That's the numbers that we're dealing with. It is so critical that we are on the front lines and we don't want to water down our approach. So we, we have to fight the temptation to lose this focus. Well, what about other addictions? And Can they come? Yeah, but our focus is going to be drugs and alcohol. That's, that's what we are at Recovery Church. We, we focus on where the Gospels, the good news, the, the, four, the four first books of the Bible, the, the message that Jesus gives as the Savior and Messiah, how it intersects with recovery and where recovery intersects with the Gospel. Um, there's a tension because there's, there's overlap and need for both. We must be willing to, to risk offending non-addict, non-alcoholics in order to help save the addict and alcoholic from an untimely death without Jesus and without recovery. Allowing for an atmosphere in your meetings to have this laser focus um, uh, identification of alcoholism and addiction will help break the denial of those who are not quite sure if they're an addict or an alcoholic yet. Most people require a process based on surrender to God, an accountability community, and a program of action, the, the 12 steps. Um, we ask the question, how does this help someone deepen their relationship uh, with Jesus and recovery and recover from drug and alcohol use. That's what we're we're always trying to answer as a question in regards to recovery church. Each of us has a responsibility to do our best to keep the focus on helping the addict and alcoholic find Jesus and recovery. I want to read to you our value called unity. And although this isn't a, a series on value, it very much informs. Uh, this discussion, the tension again between AA and NA, like the recovery community and church. Um, there is unity in our diversity. We're, we have a lot of different people. We have people who are addicted uh, to different drugs, to, to alcohol, but there's unity in that diversity. All are welcome to be a part of recovery church, of the recovery church family. Um, we are made different because you are a part of us. We may be diverse, but we are united in our shared solution. And our shared solution is both the 12 steps and salvation through Jesus. That's spiritual awakening that the 12th step talks about. We are united with the church. We are for the church. We desire to be a resource to the local and global church. We encourage our recovery church family to be a part of the local and global church. We don't care who gets credit, so long as God gets the glory. We are for all 12-step fellowships. We are for 
recovery. We encourage our family uh, members to be active members in other 12 steps, 12 step fellowships. So, so what does this mean? What, where is Recovery Church? Recovery Church is uniquely placed as a bridge between the 12 step fellowship and church, and, um, or at least the traditional church. And we sit in the middle. Um, we give a place <coughs> for people. When I met Pastor Phil, who oversees Recovery Church and who God gave the vision to create uh, Recovery Church, I met him at a pastor's uh, breakfast. And I'll be honest, many of the things I have tried in ministry in regards to recovery-based things always just felt like they were lacking something. Now, I came, uh, I got sober first. And then through sobriety, it brought me to a significant encounter with God and God's love. And I discovered Jesus and I became born again. The big book says we were reborn. Um, I experienced that, but I, AA brought me through the steps and then brought me to Jesus. And while I, that led me to become a minister and a pastor, as I did ministry, I was often working with addicts and alcoholics as at least part of my uh, responsibilities at church. And there were a lot of great resources out there, but they never fully felt like this is it. There was always sort of a pinch point at some point, like oh, this doesn't quite feel right. And um, when Pastor Phil came and spoke to this this breakfast of pastors. He came and visited. He came all the way from Florida to visit a church in New Jersey, and I was at the breakfast. And I, I'll be honest, I kind of had arms folded. And I said, oh, let's see what you got here. And so as he shared, he shared a vision of Recovery Church and how he was already doing Recovery Church. And by the end of the pastor's breakfast, I was answering questions on behalf of Pastor Phil to the other pastors. We were in lockstep from the beginning. When I had discovered Recovery Church and Pastor Phil and his vision for this, it blew me away. There was a fullness to Recovery Church. Because sometimes if you are in recovery and you have faith, sometimes you feel like you can talk about higher power and God but not, you don't always feel comfortable to talk about Jesus. I, I sometimes joke, if you want to see the power of Jesus, bring it up in a recovery meeting and you'll see the atmosphere change. Um, some meetings are a lot more open to that. Almost all meetings I've ever been to, open to God, open to higher power. Not all meetings are open to Jesus. And that's a little bit of a reflection of our culture and society. Um, and in the same way, if you go to church, Church does not always understand addicts or alcoholics. I mean, if, if you were in a small group and you were sharing about being dope sick or having bed spins, or, um, you know, when you go into a convenience store, you're always looking for the cameras because, uh, you know, you, you were going to steal something. They might not understand that, in, you know, at church or in the, the small group. And so there were, there were parts of, of, of at least my identity in both recovery and faith that didn't always find a welcome spot in both. And Recovery Church is, is this place. And again, a little bit of a joke that if you share during the open share, you can share from the Bible, the big book, throw in a swear, all in three minutes. 
Now, of course, we don't encourage the swearing, um, but sometimes our people early in, in their recovery journeys, you know, that's part of it. But there was an authenticity and a fullness to Recovery Church that I just loved and that you'll love. And that's what we want to provide for people. Now, there is a, we need a healthy tension between both recovery and church. I find as somebody who is sober, I've been sober over three decades, and I've also, I've been in ministry for over 25 years, that being that I have the background in both, that I am often an apologist for the other thing, wherever I am. If I'm in AA, I find that I'm, sometimes I'm an apologist for the church because people have questions and they, they question the church and I want to be spiritual, not religious. And it's kind of this backhanded thing about religion, but spirituality is fine. And we talk about that the, the, the church is, is not a bad thing. It actually helps us to practice our spirituality and our faith in a very significant and tangible way. And sometimes I'll find myself in church and they're asking questions like, you know, why do you continue to identify yourself as an alcoholic? And can't you stop going to those meetings? And, and there's a, a lack of understanding of both carrying the message as well as, um, I, I know that this was a God answer. Someone asked, why do you continue to identify yourself as an alcoholic? Especially as you read the big book, it tells us we can be recovered, past tense. It, it, in the forward of the first edition of the big book, it says, this is, this is precisely how we have recovered. Um, it says recovered a couple times in the first paragraph of the first forward. Um, you know, why do you continue to identify yourself as an alcoholic? And I, I found these words came out and I give God all the credit for these words. When we, and I'll say when I, identify myself as an alcoholic, there is actually freedom in that. And also when I say, hi, my name is Max and I'm an alcoholic, I, I'm not backwards looking. I'm actually forward looking. I'm not thinking, oh, all the things I did and oh, my past. I'm thinking about how being an alcoholic led me to being sober, which led me to know Jesus, which gave me the ultimate freedom and the ultimate love. And so I get to, I sometimes get to be the apologist in both sides. When you are designing your service and when you're putting together your messages and things, you will skew one way or the other. You'll be a little heavy AA or you may be a little heavy church. And it all depends on your background and the makeup of your team. But the truth is, you don't want your recovery church service to look so much like a recovery meeting or an AA or an NA meeting that if someone from church came in and said, this is just a meeting, I don't see any elements of church. So we want to make sure we have the elements for church. But in the same sense, we don't want someone coming from a recovery meeting and it being such a church service that there are no elements that are familiar from the recovery meeting that they said, that, well, this is just a church service. We're both. We get to incorporate both. But we want to continue to play with the tension, to try to be as close to that 50-50 mark as we possibly can be. We want to be as much recovery as we do church so that it's identifiable to both. And what's interesting is each recovery and the church really have some elements um, that they specialize in that the other one doesn't do. I think that the 12 steps 
which is very much a discipleship model, the 12 steps and the 12-step fellowships are positioned well to help people get and stay sober. The church isn't as much so. Um, it's not to say that Jesus can't do a one-off and, and relieve people, but our experience is that people require going through those 12 steps, and those 12 steps help bring about uh, long-term sobriety. When you've had that spiritual awakening, when you are reborn, um, that's when long-term sobriety comes. It's not long-term sobriety brings about that. And so I think that the recovery uh, community does a good job at that. Well, in the same sense, um, the, the church does a great job maybe in worship. Now, an AA or NA meeting is not set up for worship. Church is set up for worship. Recovery church, we can do worship. It's for both. We help encourage people in recovery. How, we teach them how to worship, that element. Um, we also encourage them in their in their sobriety and how to continue on that journey. And so Recovery Church has the best of both worlds. And so as we do that, we encourage people uh, in their recovery and in their faith. And again, it is that perfect blend. You're going to want to take a look at your specific context and say, all right, which way are we more apt to fall on? You know, if you're made up of a group of people mostly in recovery, you're going to want that, that person um, uh, from church who has a, a strong background, and maybe ideally even a pastor that can kind of balance a team that's filled with mostly people in recovery. But if let's say you have a, um, several people uh, that are from the church but don't really have a recovery background, they may skew a little bit toward the church side. And so you want to be listening and trying to tweak so that you listen to the people in recovery again, so you come more back to the middle. Um, that tension, that balance uh, between each. Now, let me just warn you, or if one side thinks they know what's best, whether it's the recovery side or the, the church side, it's really this, this false sense of pride. It's this ego. We know it's best, and, and clearly you don't. Um, recovery Church is, is this perfect marriage. I have not found anything in the 12 steps that oppose anything that's in the Bible. Um, now, what's interesting, all of the concepts that are in recovery um, are in the Bible, but not all the concepts that are in the Bible are in recovery. And we'll talk about that when we talk a little bit about planning. Um, but we, we as recovery church, we want you to be active in a home group in like a 12 step fellowship home group. And we want you to be active in a home church. Um, like, again, we're not trying to steal from either. We're not saying ignore your meetings, stick with us. We're not saying ignore your church, stick with us. We're saying go to each. Um, and we will be that support, that encouragement that helps you in the middle. And again, we don't care who gets credit. We just want people to be furthered uh, in their recovery and in their faith. And we have found that the marriage of the 12 steps with uh, elements of church and, and in this thing called recovery church, it is a powerful combination that really helps people to experience a new level of faith, as well as they obtain a longer term uh, of recovery that maybe they've never experienced before.
And this is that positions Recovery Church in a unique way. Um, so don't lose that uniqueness. The uniqueness of having the tension between church and state, making sure that we get as close to 50-50 as possible. And we keep doing tweaks to try to, again, find that full balance. That's the element of, of the tension is important. I encourage you with your team, uh, with your location, ask the question, which direction do we go? Are we, are we heavy in one area over the other area? Now, and I also want to uh, just leave with this, this story. And I've shared this at some of the conferences and, and various times when I've spoken at various campuses. But I want to tell you a quick story that I think encapsulates recovery churches as well as sort of the space we, the unique space that we create. When Jesus came back to the disciples after he, uh, the resurrection, his first appearance to the disciples in the upper room, he appeared to them and everyone saw Jesus and um, they, they were amazed. And for some reason, Thomas wasn't in the room. We don't know where he was. We don't know why he missed it. But he comes back and all the disciples are saying, we saw Jesus. And Thomas said, I, I'm, I, I have trouble with that one. He unfortunately gets the moniker of doubting Thomas from this experience. He doubts what the other apostles, what the other disciples have said that they experienced. Fast forward. Uh, one week, and and Paul, or excuse me, Thomas had said, "I'm not going to believe unless I feel his, the the nail marked hands and feel the mark on his 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 body." And so, um, Jesus appears one week later, and he goes up to Thomas, and he holds out his hand, and Thomas has this, "My Lord." at my God moment. He has this moment of recognition of who Jesus is, that Jesus is who he said he was. And Thomas never falters again. He experienced that. What I think sometimes gets lost in the story is that there was a week in between the appearances the, the first appearance and the, the second appearance. And what is incredible is the apostles allowed Thomas in his doubt, in his lack of faith, in his not connecting with Jesus, they allowed space for him to be in the upper room with them. Recovery Church is the week in between. There will be people at Recovery Church who have experienced Jesus. And there will be people who say, I don't know. I don't know if I believe that. I doubt. I'm doubting what you're saying. And then we leave room for them to have the my Lord and my God moments when they experience Jesus in a tangible way. And their life is changed and they're never the same. Recovery Church is the week in between. We're making a space for for addicts and alcoholics who haven't yet discovered Jesus, who are, who are experiencing people who have had a relationship with Jesus. And we're 
creating a space where people can explore and watch and figure out. And then there's nothing more special and meaningful as a recovery church watching someone have their my Lord and my God moment. That's the tension and that's the space we're creating with Recovery Church. That's what uniquely positions Recovery Church from other ministries and from other recovery-based groups. We have that week in between and the tension between both. That's what we're creating. So I encourage you as a leader, as a, as a team member, as a, as a location for Recovery Church, continue to keep that tension in mind between, as we say, church and state, as well as leaving space for the week in between so that you too can experience people 12 steps arriving at the one goal, that goal of meeting Jesus in a tangible and significant way. I hope you were encouraged today by this element. This is an important element of who we are and it's one that we want to try to make sure we get right and that we're always tweaking. I thank you so much for visiting Studio RC and I encourage you, um, like the video, share the video, subscribe to the podcast. All those things just help increase our footprint and increase our ability to influ influence others and get this message out about how special and unique Recovery Church is as well as um, what it could mean in your community if you don't have one. So we love you, we thank you, and we remind you here at Recovery Church, 12 steps, one goal, and we get to make that one goal happen together. God bless, and we'll see you next time here at Studio RC.